Hello and welcome to another OV Udemy chat session from the OV community. Uh, we've got some great guests on the panel this week and we're going to be looking at uh, how to get genuine reviews on Udemy. Um, and before we get going, I'd just like the panel to introduce themselves. So if the panel could just tell people who you are in case they haven't met you before and uh, a little bit about what you've currently got on Udemy. And uh, we'll start from Melanie. So Melanie, up on my left. Unmute, there we go. <laughs> I'm Melanie Hall and I own Big Uptick Social Marketing LLC, located in Dayton, but we can serve anywhere on the internet. And my Udemy, Udemy course, I uploaded my first course, did I say coast? Course, my first course in May. And it's called, uh, it's for the sudden marketer, online marketer, and it's called Incorporating Marketing Principles into Online Marketing. And uh, so far doing great. And I'm happy with the reviews I've gotten so far. Thank you, Mark. Excellent. Paula. Hi, Dean. I'm Paula. I'm from Dublin. I have a couple of courses on Udemy at the moment. I have some Excel courses. And I've also just uploaded a course on how to improve, how to increase engagement and student satisfaction on your Udemy course. I've had some good reviews. And I've also had some negative reviews. OK. So you've got experience there, Paula. I do indeed, yes. And Paula's been in the OV community for a while, and uh, this is her first uh, hangout, and she's been there from the beginning watching, and she's joined in, so it's really good to have Thanks, her on board. Thanks, Philomena. Okay, uh, before I say hello, uh, Mark, I'm just picking up a little, a little bit of static uh, when you're speaking, so I don't know there's any le anything electronic sw switched on. Uh, we're uh, next year or anything so but I'll just introduce uh, myself while you you just muted yourself okay. well, hello I'm Philomena Timberlake and Mark and myself we run an online company called SME Heroes which basically helps uh, people get an online presence I look after the video side of things uh, we have uh, several courses now on, on Udemy and I take care of the uh, all the editing process in the back end so Mark's the, uh, the front man there in the face world Thank you. Yeah, Phil does most of the work, and I just get to stand in front of the camera and pretend I know what I'm doing. So, Scott, if you could just say hello and tell us a little bit about yourself. So, hi there. My name is Scott Duffy. I have uh, eight courses now on Udemy. I'm working on my ninth for this uh, summer camp challenge, and uh, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Um, most of my, my best courses are on software architecture. I teach people how to pass a particular certification in software architecture, which uh, helps them get raises at work and find new jobs. So I think it's um, sort of one of those practical career-oriented courses. And um, yeah, I've been on Udemy since Halloween of last year. So I think it's approaching eight months now. Excellent, thank you, Scott. Um, and and uh, we're going to get some. I'm going to ask the guys some coupons at the end, and we'll put them in the YouTube description. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll find uh, that there. And you find my YouTube channel under Mark Timberlake quite easy to find. Find this video, and you can access those coupons there because uh, we've got a lot of good courses on Udemy. Uh, on the panel tonight. So uh, I know Scott's got an excellent course on uh, 
analytics, Udemy analytics. We've done an intensive study of that, so that's on there. Yeah, we've, uh, like Phil said, we're Udemy run a marketing company called SME Heroes, um, which lends itself naturally producing video content. We've been teaching people how to use social media and other stuff for quite a while, including photography. So we've got quite a, a wide range of experience. We've currently got 15 courses on Udemy, um, and we've got another three in the works at the moment um, with Gisela, who's a, a regular panelist, and they're going to be in Spanish. So that's going to be interesting. Okay, so I just want to um, see if there's any shout-outs we need to do. So let me just bring up the Q&A. And I'm not seeing it. Christy says hi. Olivia is saying hi as well. Roxanne is uh, there. Uh, Rob. Hi, Rob. And Rob says, yay, the check shirt is back. This is my check shirt. I've been lambasted by... Uh, someone once for using this in my Udemy course. They said I looked like a picnic table. Um, so that's uh, that, that was a, uh, some feedback and review I got on that. So we'll, we'll talk about how you handle that sort of stuff later on. Uh, uh, Richard Stibbard, uh, great to have you. Ellen Wolf, it's great to have you as well. And Philomena will be keeping her eye on the event stream comments. So if you get any there, Phil, just uh, give me a shout. So what I wanted to do is get straight on with a discussion, and we're talking about um, reviews, and the principle of reviews hasn't doesn't really change. Uh, you can be on. There's lots of different platforms. You know, we have 12 years' experience on uh, eBay as antique dealers, and we've got over eight and a half thousand reviews on there. So we know some of the principles of getting reviews, managing reviews. And what the panel is going to be discussing today is how to get reviews, why you need to get reviews, and all the things about the importance of reviews on Udemy. So what I want to open with and open up and offer to the panel is um, when we come to uh, reviews, I first want to talk about relationship and how relationship with someone affects reviews. So does anybody want to jump in on that to start with that? I'm quite happy to jump in here. Mark, I think that relationships is key to getting a review. Building personality and getting to know your students is definitely one of the key aspects of getting reviews to your course. Um, people are more likely to give feedback if they've got personal attention from you without you having to ask for that feedback. So relationship and relationship building and doing it from the start when somebody starts enrolling in your course at the start, sending them a welcome message, sending them a welcome email, that will build your relationship with them from the outset. Now, of course, you wouldn't ask for a review in a welcome email, but it's something that you could do further on down the lines. But you need to start building your relationship at the start when somebody enrolls in your course and send them a message then. And you can do that through the message system, as you probably already know. You can message somebody directly through your Udemy course without it doing it via an announcement. So you can in, you can personalize it and individualize it for that particular person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a great point, Scott. Did you want to yeah. jump in So I've always found, now I might have a problem with, um, with that in terms of the number of students per day that I get signing up to my courses. It's very hard to keep up with a hello or even a, a boilerplate hello message to all of them. But uh, when I do do that, and I do do that from time to time, 
you number of people who reply back to you and just say, oh, hey, thanks. I was, you know, excited to start your course or they, you know, think you're, you're you know, if you're going down a list and you're messaging 20 people at once, but you get a lot of them that reply and just say, um, hey, I'm hoping to take the test in the next two months or whatever. They've got something to say. And um, I think that's one factor of, of building the relationship is understanding there's a real person uh, that's teaching them and I'm here. Here's my message. Hi. Uh, so Paula made a great point about that. Mm, excellent. Melanie? Well, I'm a babe in the woods here. I'm new. So uh, I, I agree with Paula that personally I had to start with uh, the re relationships I already had before I started my course so that I uh, really jazzed up the launch and everything so that when it was time I could ask for the review and so uh, I did I asked for the review within the course at the very end and then I asked for a review afterward through the email messaging system through Udemy okay so what we're going to do is we're going to come to asking reviews and stuff later but Phil yeah. did you did you have anything um, to add um, just, just to add that it's important for the person to know that they're valued and that you actually value them feeding back to you and getting a review, which is obviously part of uh, the relationship building part of it. So they know that you're, that you're, they're important to you and that you really do value um, them. I think that would help the review process. And yeah. Yeah. So I think there's another aspect of this relationship and I think it's really in the type of courses that we're producing as well. I know that you, Mark, um, generally are always on camera and the, the audience gets a chance to build that um, that feeling of a rapport with you, or at least they, they see you with their eyes uh, and they think they know you, even if, if you've never even talked to them before. Um, there's a lot of courses that people just um, build as, as PowerPoint uh, courses. And they maybe even if they just do the voiceover, I think there's less of a connection there. So um, I found that adding in video, even, and for me, I'm, I suck at video. I, I'm, I'm just still learning, but I've changed all my, um, my promo videos to include me even just for a few seconds. And I try to appear at the beginning of the course like this, uh, saying, hey there, this is what you're gonna learn, whatever. Um, and so at least they, they feel like, oh, that's what Scott Duffy looks like. Um, I think that actually leads to the engagement. I think that leads to um, them feeling attached to you. There's also the way that you interact with them within the course itself uh, along the discussions. Um, I'll, I won't point out any particular instructor, but some instructors don't answer their discussions. Some instructors don't um, are very terse with their audience. They just say yes, no, uh, yeah, whatever, lesson 32. Uh, whereas some other people get more involved in replying. So there's at least a couple of more ways beyond the hello message that you can have a chance to interact with them. And at the end of the course, they're going to feel more obligated to leaving you a, a good review um, because you've helped them or they feel like they know you from looking at you. And if they're going to leave a bad review, that lovely face that they see is the one that they're going to harm. So they're not going to do that. So. 
Uh, that's an excellent point. Um, really appreciate you bringing that up, Scott, because mm-hmm. one of the things about creating the, uh, the relationship, we move into engagement now, I'll talk about engagement from actually going to, is that when people can see you, they can create emotional connection. It's a two-edged sword because they can decide they really don't like the look of you from the beginning. Um, and then some, sometimes I wonder with the, you know, when you've got the screencast, it, you know, it may be, you know, maybe sometimes that works for you if people just don't like your mannerisms and stuff. But the way I've always said is, you know, someone in the world's not going to like you. You can't do anything about that. So the best thing you can do is try and reach out and respond to the people that are in it. What we did re- like this this week, we released a new course on, you know, creating a project management dashboard using Google Sites. Now, it's a completely screencast video. But what we did, beginning of absolutely every lecture, I spoke for about five or ten seconds introducing the lecture so they could see me again and make that connection. So Scott's really brought up an excellent point there. It's much easier for them to create relationship if they can see you. And it is the case. We've got a lot of video content out there. And even in these Hangouts now, uh, when people respond to Paula and Scott and they've seen them for the first time, they, you will see that they change in the stream. The way people respond and talk to you is completely different because they've seen you. And it's much more um, uh, warmer from the, the response from people, and much more engaged. So we, we, we're drift, we're drifting into sort of engagement naturally here, and we've already started touching on it. We've had some t- tips there about starting to create engagement. Um, but just to take a step back a little bit, you know, one of the things you know we're trying to get at here is it's this relationship experience that that people leave reviews. And Scott sort of touched on it right at the end there, and I just didn't want to pass by it too quick. Um, what you said basically, Scott, was that if people know you. They then find it very difficult to leave a bad review, which is really interesting psychology. Does anybody sort of want to pick up on that? Checking, still got a panel. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I would agree, and I, I agree with Scott, and I agree with you, Mark, that you, you can't please everybody all the time, and so get rid of that expectation. But uh, for those that you do please, they will feel uh, better about leaving you a positive review if they can make the face connection, especially if they're, you know, we have. 14,000 instructors, maybe I think it is. And if we share a common name, you know, then you definitely want them to make sure they know your face compared to the other, say there's another Mark Timberlake out there. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the engagement. We're starting to get into the area of social connections now. And I I think that's what we're talking about here. And there's there's a relationship between the student and the instructor that the deeper that is, the more opportunity later on when we talk about it, you know, that, that we can develop a review or something. So does anybody want to just sort of comment on, you know, the, the, the social connection or the relationship, Paula, would you like to talk about The relationship about needs to be built throughout the course. And what I had mentioned there was just the initial start of building the relationship. But you need to try and have constant communication with your students. If there's no discussions being started on your discussion board, you can start your own discussions. And the relationship doesn't end either when somebody leaves you a review. You need to go back and you need to thank somebody for leaving you a review if it's a positive review, because that builds further relationship and they're more likely to give you another positive review on a different course. 
if it's a negative view, you still need to go back and you need to address it. You need to talk to the student, find out what's wrong, what the problem is, and try and address it that way. But it's, it doesn't end with the review process. The relationship doesn't end there once you've got your review. You do need to carry it forward. You need to demonstrate that you care is probably mm. the biggest mm. thing. If you show that as an instructor, you care for your students, their well-being, how they're doing, they're going to care back. Scott, obviously you've got quite a few courses and I think we've been on Udemy about the same time now. I think we launched exactly the same time. Yeah, probably. Sounds of it. Yeah. Um, and in that time, you know, I've seen uh, myself develop relationships with people. I'm sure you have, but can you yeah. give, have you got any examples of how relationship has then, you've seen that relationship maybe benefit the business or maybe, you know. Sure. Um, you know, I've had, I have, uh, beyond my technical courses, I have a couple of Udemy specific courses because over time you learn these, these things. And uh, I have an SEO course for Udemy. And um, I get a number of instructors who will co contact me after the course and say, I implemented your, your strategies and look, at I'm number 10 now on the list. And I'm like, yeah, good for you. And then two weeks later, they contact me again and say, hey, look, I'm number nine. I'm like, that's awesome. What you could do is do this, do that. And then two weeks later, they're contacting me again. It's like, you know, three months worth of updates. There's people that, that take this course. I'm not soliciting them for more updates, um, but I welcome them and I'm their cheerleader. I go into the uh, other places that they hang out online, so the studio or the lounge, and I'm the their biggest fan. And I'm like, this, this is an awesome course. It should be a lot higher in the search and they love when somebody comes in and like if they're posting a coupon to a coupon group and I go in there and say you should definitely grab this um, that's like a, a, a little boost on the side but my point being um, you know I get people in all my courses who basically contact me weeks later to say they did what I told them to do and it had this great effect and it's like I don't know that's just the greatest feeling you know when you've you've done something and it's lasted it's not just a course where they took it 30 minutes later hour later they've forgotten about it it's like two weeks later they're still letting you know what's going on so that's an example of the kind of interactions i end up having mm -hmm. and um one of the things that you know that i the way i use my udemy and i think paula touched on it earlier but i i, I would just use it this way i treat my udemy course and discussion my students the same way I would use social media marketing and connecting to people. So if I can create discussion, if I can get people talking, and when you use your um, educational announcements in your course, it's a great way if you're trying to get discussion going, get things going, um, it's a great way to go. So I tend to create interaction engagement within my course courses using social media marketing principles which is asking people how they're doing what help they need and those sorts of things and that's going to create the social connection and the engagement so if you've got experience on social media platforms take those skills and apply them in your course and you'll get benefits to that so um i just want to just discuss social proof so melanie could you weigh in on this and explain to the audience what might not have heard this term what social proof is basically in the terms that we speak of today when people talk about social proof they mean online 
proof that you exist or that you are participating in some type of discussion or uh, feedback process. Uh, it's not where social proof is, you know, are you seen on the red carpet? It's not like that. Uh, these days, people want to see if you are claiming to be what you are, they want to be able to put your name or your product or service within a search engine uh, search to see searchable. And if you say you are a social marketer, but you don't, you know, you can't be found, then your social proof is lacking. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we want to have people being found online. And that is the social proof we're talking about. And one of the things with social proof on Udemy is um, Udemy, one of the strongest forms on Udemy, it's different types of social proof, but one of the strongest forms on Udemy is obviously the review, which is why we're talking about it. At the end of the day, if there's two courses that are equal, and the way I describe it is, you know, two courses, it's like Amazon. If there's two items on Amazon, they're both 40 pounds. One's got one review and one's got 250. And, you know, and you need a blender. You're not going to go, hmm, I think I'm going to go against the crowd here and buy the one that's got one review. You're going to go to the 250. So uh, when it comes to reviews in terms of social proof, what we can have, the importance of building that is, is sort of really, really, really important because when someone hasn't bought your course and they come to your course, if they see the reviews, that's really important. Scott, can you sort of um, just briefly explain to people as well about some of the <laughs> elements about the actual the search, the search within, and how yeah. reviews can actually affect the search results? I can, but before I do that, I, can I just say I hate the term social proof? It's like that when you go in into uh, Udemy Studio, people are giving out thousands of coupons. They're giving coupons to every person who uh, wants it or not, and they're saying social proof, social proof. You don't understand what social proof is. Um, I absolutely love what Melanie just said in terms of uh, it being, if you're supposed to be some sort of big social media marketer and you don't even have a Twitter account, that's real social proof, not giving away 5,000 coupons to 5,000 uninterested people. Um, to your question though, in terms of search, uh, yeah, definitely Udemy ranks uh, courses that have higher reviews, uh, hiring the search results for the for a term so if you're trying to rank in a very popular term so let's say you want to you have a Twitter course and you want to rank very high for the term Twitter well in general courses with higher number of reviews are going to rank higher in search now there are um, when you do do a search for Twitter and you'll see that the number one course has 150 reviews but then the number two course might have only 10 reviews and you're like how did that sneak in there like that so there are little um, things that you can do if you don't quite have the reviews to get higher in search. Maybe I call it punching above your weight. So if you are um, performing better than you'd be expected to perform. But um, in general, yeah, obviously reviews is, is a, a key indicator. And um, the other thing to point out too, I don't, there's probably not the, the, the talk for it, but um, you got to differentiate yourself more than just it's not it, you know a student goes online and they see one one course has 150 and the other course has 50 like don't put yourself in that position where the only difference between yourself and another course is a number of reviews like it's a terrible competitive um, 
No, I bumped my microphone. That's probably terrible. Um, <laughs> a terrible thing to do, but that's an aside. Like, be different. But, uh, right. yeah. Sorry so, for the tangent. <laughs> no, it's fine. And, and it's a really important point. You know, so the, this is an element, you know, you've got to have good promo video. You've got to have a good description. You've got to communicate clearly, you know, just having loads of reviews. Because so, cause some people are going to be thinking right now, okay, some people are thinking right now, um, great, so I'll just buy some reviews on Fiverr. Okay, so why won't that work? Anyone want to jump in on that one? Or why do we know that doesn't work? Well, that's... Scott, I know I you can, know can... probably <laughs> me, so if you weigh on in this one as well. I mean, first of all, it's so obvious, right? So when, pe when people buy reviews on Fiverr, I don't really want to give away the secret because there's going to be people watching this and they're going to say, oh, that's what I have to do differently. But when you're looking at a course and you're reading the reviews... There's a pattern to the reviews in which you're like, hmm, that's really funny that 21 days ago they got 20 five-star reviews and they got no other reviews other than those 20 that happened all on the same day. That's really, really interesting. So uh, there's, there's certain patterns to the fakeness of the names, the fakeness of the pictures, the, the all the reviews written in the same basic style. So it's exactly uh 100 words 150 words each um i mean there's there's obviousness to it uh udemy has uh i can probably say they're they're coming out with some new policies in july that are going to put some real teeth into the punishments for instructors found cheating so don't do it yeah and we we know recently you know i'm not gonna name any names but we know recently that name them name them name them <laughs> Udemy um, um, recently just did a massive purge so that they can see, you know, they can spot fake activity. And they just stripped out um, what they considered fake reviews. And I think everybody lost a couple of reviews. I think we was at about 100 reviews at the time, and we lost two. And I, I think the algorithm was, you know, there weren't fake reviews as far as we were concerned, but some people had lost half of their reviews and they had a lot of reviews and they lost half overnight. And so just what a word of warning there, don't even go there. A, it's not ethical. A, you're misleading your, your client base because, you know, well, it's just going to come back on you because if you're having to pay for reviews, it means your course isn't that good. You know, and I have to be blunt about that. You know, if you're having to pay for reviews, there's something seriously wrong with your course. A good course will generate its own reviews. Um, so I just, I just wanted to mention that, not to get into the temptation that, because people just want to take shortcuts. Does anybody else just want to sort of jump in on that before we go? Yes, I would. Um, that was, because I'm new to Udemy, uh, that's what I investigated right away. Because when I heard, you know, people are using Fiverr, and I, I don't have experience with Fiverr, so I said, well, this is an opportunity to get in there and see what it's about. And what I saw was just very negative as far as, you know, when I typed in online marketing, I didn't find online marketing courses. I found people who would say, I will give you 100 reviews for $5. And the more I investigated this, I said, oh, this is just such bad just such bad news. And remember, we have the lessons of Yelp to remind us what happens to an industry where they get busted with fake reviews. So Udemy is very um, aware that they don't want to follow suit with Yelp 
you know, Yelp was uh, having fake reviews on their restaurants and, uh, you know, that type of business industry. And so, like you said, we don't even want to participate in that at all. Right. Mm-hmm. We, I know Amazon about... had an issue with fake reviews as well, and they done a big crackdown there about two years ago. A lot Isn't of their that, sorry, Amazon, Amazon had an yeah. issue with fake reviews as well there about two years ago. I know it was well publicized about two years ago. I'm not sure if they're still having the issue, but it, it was there and it was prominent for a while. It was, you know, it was all mm-hmm. over social media. So yeah, you don't want to be going down that road at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. What about instructors swapping reviews? Do we consider that to be bad practice? I personally, I've I've taken people's courses and gone through them, but I make sure that I take enough of the course to um, actually give an opinion on that course. I've had one instructor agree to, you know, they asked me for a coupon and I gave them a coupon and they left a review and then they gave me a coupon for their course and said, can you review it? And I said, I can when I've watched it. And they immediately took their review down that they'd left me. Ouch. So that goes on and, you know, but Udemy have got measures in place now, you know, that that, that sort of pick up on these things. So I think, you know, giving a, a coupon to your peers is fine as long as again it's re- it's legitimate and and you know singing but i think giving it to a target audience is very important as well but what did what was your thoughts on that scott because obviously raising the question means you've, well, you've got something there i get actually it's it's a lot more direct uh, somehow people contact me directly and say hey do you want to do a review swap okay so they're they're basically um through i don't know how what what part of my online presence gives them the the opinion that I wouldn't participate in such a thing but somehow they think that hey if I can if I can review Scott's SEO course I'll get a review back from this other course so um, no I think that Udemy is is uh, they're not stupid and when two instructors leave reviews on each other's courses that uh, that's pretty obvious to them um, you know, I'm just I'm just wanted to bring it up because it is uh, there's an underbelly or an undercurrent of of this that goes on. There's certain instructors who um, who offer to participate in these things, um, but I think again, I think there's going to be some new rules next month, and uh, hopefully that stuff will just go away. Mm, mm, mm. Now, Yes. Mark, I was just going to say before you move on, um, yeah. obviously some great stuff there about um, you know you're just going to get caught out and you know don't do it basically. Uh, there was a question that probably goes back to something that Scott was asking about earlier, talking about earlier. If you only have 10 reviews, how can you rank higher than somebody with 150 reviews? So I think Scott mentioned something earlier, which is obviously you know sparked the interest uh, for this question. So. Yeah, I think on that one, what I'm going to have to say is, you know, sorry, Alan, I can see the question. You're going to have to take Scott's course on that one because that is a whole discussion by itself. What that is, is Scott's got a course on the the internal search engine of Udemy and how the rankings work and his observations and his tests. So that is what the the path takes. We don't have time to really go into that tonight because we really want to talk about reviews. Is that okay, guys? And, and uh, there's there's a few questions also about about asking reviews, but we're going to be coming to that, aren't we, later on? Yeah, I just want to just want to start. Just hold on, just, we'll get to yeah. those questions. 
Yeah, so I just wanted to actually talk about some of the ways you can actually stimulate reviews um, at the launch of a course. Now, Udemy's policy is that you can give your course out uh, to people, maybe friends, family, uh, and it's always been this way for a long time, and that you can get reviews. Now, again, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier, me and Scott. You know, it's no good just giving someone a, a random a coupon saying, oh, look, just watch a little bit of this and leave a review. You actually, when, when those reviews appear in the stream, you want them to be genuine. But when you launch a course, and this is my view, and I see what the other panelists say, but when you launch a course, there's nothing wrong with taking, you know, giving some uh, review coupons. And you might have seen me do this in the OV community. I might give out 10 review coupons for my course where people can actually uh, go in and, you know, they know they're getting the course for a coupon, and it's I'm asking them to review the course properly. I'm very careful about how I ask them. I'm not saying, give me a good review, mate. I'm saying, you know, this is for people to actually review the course with. What, how, do we, how do we sort of feel about that practice? I want to come back to Paula and see if she's got any thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it's a good idea, and it's something I'm going to be doing with my new course now next week is asking for some reviews and giving out some free coupons. But again, this culture of free coupons on Udemy, it really annoys me. It, I'm an educator. I'm not interested in giving people access to my course that don't want to do it. I want people to learn from me. So like that, I'd be selecting certain people, and I'd be asking them, can you give me an honest review on the course? I might word it more like feedback. Um, feedbacks backslash review make sure the review word is in there somewhere um, but it is definitely an approach that I'd be taking in the next week it's not an approach I've taken before this but it will be an approach I'm taking this week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anybody else want to sort of jump in their thoughts on that um, just, to, just to sort of say follow up what um, Paula was saying about sort of feedback slash review I think there is possibly a difference between the two where you know you can ask somebody if you've got a problem with the course and if there's anything you think i can improve please give me the opportunity to do that and private message me and then you know if you're happy with the with the course you know to leave a review so i think there is actually a, a difference between the two and you know how do people feel about asking for the opportunity to actually improve the course via private messaging yeah, the, 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 the way I actually ask it is this. When I ask someone, I say, look, I've got a new course. Would you take a review copy? If there's, any, um, if, you, if there's anything you think needs work, please let me know. But if you enjoy the course, I do appreciate a positive review. So what I'm asking people to do is give me feedback and review. And you, you, I, I learned to do that very quickly because in the studio, you would actually find people giving you feedback in your review. You know, so that they're actually saying, well, I think you're lighting slightly off here. And, and they were missing the point a little bit because yeah. that's, that's feedback. That's not the different things. Um, Melanie, you wanted to say something. Yeah. And to remember the realistic part of when people give reviews, some people would like to get reviews, but they know that, uh, you know, their identity will be revealed. And some people don't want to participate in reviews that way. So even if, um, depending on your course and depending upon their online presence or their social proof, um, you know, if they are shy about leaving their, just like if you, if you wanted to respond to a, uh, a comment on a news blog, 
you're going to say, oh, wait a minute, people are going to see that I said that. So it's the same way with any type of review. So re the number of reviews doesn't necessarily necessarily reflect. It's more of a realistic reflection on how many people are getting more comfortable with being seen that they left a review because mm. your identity is revealed to some point. Mm, mm, mm. Anybody else want to jump in on that point? I think what Melanie's saying is that they're accountable for what they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they can't just, you know, say whatever they want. And, you know, they are accountable <clears throat> and they're not anonymous. So, you know, they need to be careful what they say as well because they are accountable. Yeah. It's like sometimes I've taken, and this is, this is an interesting point because I've taken um, some courses and, you know, it's a fellow instructor. You know, and I, I, I haven't enjoyed the course, but in that, and oftentimes, maybe I do this wrong, but oftentimes I'm, I'm sort of, I'm quiet. I'll send them some feedback privately, but I won't leave a review because, you know, that, that's just maybe my character. Right. Anybody else want to sort of jump in on that? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Mark, that, uh, I can't, I can't go around giving bad reviews to people, um, simply because it'll, it'll just come back and bite you. So uh, I'll say this, the very first course that, one of the very first courses that I took for free from Udemy Studio before I had my own course up, I took a course and it was awful. I mean, it was just, the instructor just whipped it together in like 31 minutes and threw it up on Udemy. And so I left a bad review. I said, this is, this course doesn't teach me anything. The guy messaged me and said, oh, well, you, I gave this to you for free. You shouldn't be leaving me a bad review. And I said, but your course is awful, you know? So um, he basically started threatening me. He said, "Where you know, do you have a course? Let me see. I want to see your course, you know? And it's like, dude, like, so you're going to leave me a bad review because I left you a... So there's... Um, Udemy's mess, uh, review system is a little bit to be desired. Um, the The... You know, obviously, 90% of the reviews that, that are on there are five-star reviews, and that just does not reflect um, the real world. You know, if you go to any other, uh, go to e, you know any other eBay or uh, Amazon or any other review platform, uh, they're not all five-star reviews. Um, so, it, I think they're going to in the next uh, year or so. Let's say in 2015, I predict the review system will have some new features, um, including the ability to reply. And perhaps a um, a more clear uh, rating of that a four star review is still a good review. You get instructors who get a four star review or a three star review, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is awful! I had all five stars, and now I only got a four star." And it's like, "Come on, man! This four stars is still pretty good." So there's a the review system is a little bit um, to be desired. I'm not going to say broken, but it's broken. I just I personally just... think. Sorry yes, there, Mark. The yes, three or four star reviews are quite good because they make your reviews look more honest. I mean, if you have all five star reviews, as Scott pointed out there, it doesn't it doesn't look right. So you need your three star reviews and yeah. you need your four star reviews because it makes it look more realistic and honest. I mm. saw an instructor that had 20 four star reviews in a row. Huh. Tell me that that they took that honest thing a little bit too far. <laughs> they went to Fiverr and they said, "Give me four star reviews, please." That was, that was quite a coincidence. That was Scott. Oh uh, yeah, on the same day. 
<laughs> all on the same day. Okay. <laughs> Star reviews all. Udemy, yeah, I can send you the link. Udemy it's still up. Never, Udemy, I never picked that up. That's genius. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So with we, you know, with we we're talking about reviews, but one of the things I wanted us to talk about is managing bad reviews. Now, you know, I've had some bad reviews in, in, in on my Udemy course in, in, in its time. And I want to talk about managing them and what you can do, damage limitation and what you know what what someone's saying to you um, when they're leaving you a bad review. And but first of all, can we discuss how it feels? You know, because when someone leaves you a one or a two star zinger, you know I'm a little bit out, out. <laughs> you know, I think that's a, a natural yeah. reaction. So I've got one one-star review in my whole Udemy history. I, I shouldn't say that because I'm inviting people to <laughs> give me more. But I swear to you, this was this was four, four or five months ago, and I still mention it to my wife. I said, you know, they called my course boring. And I'm like, and she's like, you're still talking about that one guy. It's like it it hangs with you. It does. It does. Um, and it does. And that's that can be a shock when you're first. You know, you you poured your heart and your soul into your course, and you know you've created this course, and you think it's going to be the next big thing on Udemy, um, and then someone comes along and says, "This guy is just so boring." And I've had this. This guy is so boring. I can't stand to watch him after about ten guy. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must have been the same guy. Um, and you know it's so boring, and you know I just ugh, really you know how anyone could pay money for this I don't know, and you're just like ouch. So bad reviews. How it do is, we deal with bad reviews? It oh, is wow. ouch, but you need to you need to step back and put your business hat on, and you know not try and not take it so personally. You need to learn from it. So go and ask the person, send them a message, see what the problem is. But remember, you're not always going to, not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to like your material. Some people are going to have done other courses and they might have enjoyed them better. So this is back to relationships. If you're building a relationship, they're less likely to dislike you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're not going to get that negative review in the first mm -hmm. place. But if you do go back to them and if they have constructive feedback, try and make the changes to your course. Yeah. And I've seen in the stu studio other instructors say that they've made changes and that people have actually come back and changed their reviews. So that's a very positive thing. If you can make a change to your course, if you can point that individual back, ask them to review it again, and then if they've liked it, say to them, well, look, is there any chance you could leave a new review or can you update the review that you've left in the past? If the review is being updated, you could almost publicize that and use it to your advantage. And, you know, you mm -hmm. could make a little story out of it and sell that story, you know, through these sort of hangouts and stuff like that and bring it to your advantage completely. Yeah, I think there's a difference between a malicious negative review because we, we need to split the two. Mm. There's constructive negative reviews and using those are malicious negative reviews. So let's just talk about constructive and, you know, getting into our heads. We need to deal with them separately. Let's just talk about constructive um, negative reviews that maybe somebody's left. Um, like you said, so, you know, Paulie, you've already sort of covered most of it it's just use that to improve the course hmm. don't take it personally and the way i find you tell is if you get three or four people saying the same thing it's time to pay attention 
You know, yeah. if, if a lot of people, um, like I don't like the internal dashboard that's student satisfaction because I'll get 19% or 23% say needs improvement and 61%, it doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> when someone leaves me a negative review and it's constructive, you know, um, I can work on that. You know, I had audio off on uh, our first course. And it had been up for months and nobody had said anything. And one guy just said, look, I'm really struggling to hear your audio. And we went back yeah. and we hadn't even realized. And then we went into a five-hour course, downloaded all the videos, sorted all the audio and re-uploaded them. Um, but that saved me, you know, someone at some point, you know, leaving me a really bad review. So can we just talk about managing that constructive reviews? Yeah, yeah I, I would... Same... Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Melanie? Okay. I, I was going to say... Um, when we look at the context of their verbiage to us, you can usually tell if they're sour grapes anyway. And we also can tell if people are speaking about their own personal preferences or they're actually speaking about the, the content didn't give what they expected. Um, and when people say that, then you know, what specifically do they mean? Do they mean you didn't go into a, a better description to give them a, a real uh, outlook of what you were going to give them? So if you can separate between the, the people who have negative attitude anyway, and then those who have uh, a personal preference, like some people say, I never watch videos longer than 10 minutes. Um, that's a personal preference because they said, I never watch. Uh, that's an absolute as well. That doesn't mean that you should change your strategy if nobody else is suggesting the same thing. Mm. So yeah. if you can if you can separate what is what is what is really worth fixing, you know, because some things, if it's down to one person's preference, then uh, maybe you shouldn't really put in the time and effort to do that if it's on a preference level. Yeah, Scott, you was going to say something as well. Um. Yeah, I love what Melanie just said, but um, I had the same issue as you where I had uh, my very first course, I uploaded it, I was so happy, it was very successful from the get-go. And then I had someone leave a comment in the discussion board saying that they could having trouble hearing my audio. And so, um, you know, that got me to, that sort of got my attention. Now, luckily it wasn't a one-star review that, um, that, you know, got my attention, but them leaving a comment in the discussion board caused me to have to go get all my videos, go uh, reprocess the audio, realize that I had very low levels and I, I was just a beginner at that time. Um, but um, I'm, I'm not a fan, and maybe this is a personal preference for me, of reaching out to people who've left a negative review. I see this advice all over um, because of my experience of when I left a negative review, and it's happened more than once, um, where instructors have reached out to me but they're always coming off so defensive. You know, it's almost like, how dare you leave me a three-star review? But they don't say it like that, but you can tell it in their voice that you've personally hurt them. And, you, you know, they're talking about how many hours it took them to create the course. And you're like, that doesn't really matter. Your course isn't that good. Like, But um, I always caution instructors when you're reaching out to students who've left you a bad review, uh, maybe you want to wait another day uh, to respond, not review, you know, respond the moment you see it, and be very, very careful of the wording. Now, you know, if you say thank you for your review, I really want to improve the course. 
tell me what I can do, that's probably okay. But if if it's like, oh my God, why did you leave me this review? Is it possible you can change it? Please, I need you to change it. That's a, you know, the wrong mm-hmm. response. One of one of the things that I always do, and it comes back to my years on eBay. So twelve years on eBay, managing reviews and getting, and and being able. So for me, I you know I don't have an issue with asking people to change reviews. But the key point is what you said, Scott. You must wait till the next day because otherwise you're going into that that bad review process with right. I'm going to tell them, and as soon as you do that. You know, there's no point. You might as well not speak to them. But what I tend to do is I'll thank people for reviews. I had one the other week. Someone left me a two-star review, and that, but it was the new Udemy system. So I just left two stars. I didn't leave a comment. So I didn't have anything. So I just said, look, thank you for the leaving me the review. I appreciate you t- taking the time to leave the review. Um, can you tell me what I could do to improve the course? And that's all I asked them. And then they never responded. So I left it. So I think there's a case of, you know, speaking to people, asking them what you can do to improve, get into the, and once they realize, and I've done this on a number, a number of times when people have left low reviews and I've just asked them to sort of clarify, once they've done that and maybe I've addressed their issue and I've changed and I've dealt with it, I often find that then they're quite happy to, to change their review afterwards. But I wouldn't ask them to change their review then. First of all, I need information. I need to, and that, that, that for me is the worst case scenario is when someone leaves a one or a two star review, um, you know, I don't know, necessarily know what the issue was, what they didn't like. So they don't tell me, I can't address that. So it's, so I use the approach of speak to them first, try and get some more detail out of them, deal with it and then go back. And I think what you're saying, Scott, is just going on there and begging them to change a review is bad policy because you're not really dealing with the issue that they've raised. Uh, Anybody else? Yeah. I was going to say, can I just pull in some comments um, that people have um, been making? Yes, there's some great Uh, comments in the the Yes, um, uh, Sheila um, Hensley, she just said, um, we have to remember that um, people look for ways to leave a bad review sometimes. You know, sometimes they are malicious. And I think there's just an acceptance that 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 does happen. You know, there is sort of uh, bad people out there that um, that do that. Um, There was also a comment from... uh, I can find you. Um, Dr. Richard um, Stibbard, even though one-star reviews are annoying, especially when they have, they're not really justified, especially when they're really unjustified and have no constructive content, at least potential students know they're not being controlled. So that's, mm. you know, they can mm. see that um, these are, are sort of genuine um, reviews going on. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. We, also, we have some questions as well regarding about... Yeah, about asking for reviews. Is that, would that be a good point to pull these yes, in now, Yes, that would be great. That's, that's great. Asking for reviews. Um, the psychology of asking for reviews is really, really interesting. And I think it touches on what we were just talking about there. Um, okay. So Robin's asked, what frequency of asking for reviews is good? Once a week, month, three months, or just target those students above 80% completion? I'm just going to offer my sort of tip on that. I will ask, I, I've tried different ways of asking for reviews. The only way I found that actually works is after I've had a relationship, a discussion, and a conversation. And then, you know, they've come back and said some positive. I say, great, would you appreciate, would you take the time to leave me a review? But 
I found that when I send review, uh, if I use like announcements, so the temptation is to use our announcements, um, and I've tried this, uh, it's to use our announcements, go out and say, you know, please leave me a review on the course. People just know you're after something and they don't really respond. But if I ask in terms of relationship and context again, oh, would you mind leaving me a review? Or they said something really great. I really appreciate that. Would you mind leaving me a review? That's uh, how I approach it. Anybody else want to sort of just jump in on that? Melanie? We've lost your audio, Melanie. Make there sure. we go. There we go. Click the button. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm confident with asking for reviews, um, but the timing does matter, as you brought up. If you if you ask for it too soon, then then, you know, everything is timing. So what I do is, you know, like, uh, and this is outside of of Udemy as well. Uh, if I have a when I have a client, I usually wait about a month after you know the service has been rendered, and within that month time, maybe I've exchanged some thank you emails, so forth, so on. And then when I ask, uh, then it's easier to do. But it is a matter of timing. You don't want to like have a, a you know a, the minute they complete that course to say thank you. you so you don't want it to seem automated because then that, that that is not genuine. So I guess the word genuine, genuinely asking helps mm. them to feel more genuine with responding. Paula, did you want to add anything to that? Just uh, not really asking, but just how does the rest of the panel feel about bribes when it comes to reviews Ooh. or gifts? Yeah. I've seen oh, this practice, um, and I'll take example Rob Percival. He's taken in about, what, 2.8 million for Udemy. And he gives away free, I think it's web hosting with his course. Yeah, that's not, that policy has changed. And, and Percival now gives away the web hosting for everybody, not just for people who leave reviews. So um, again, this is a huge interest for Udemy to keep their review system intact. Uh, there is absolutely a policy that you cannot give anything of value, including coupons, to another course in exchange for a review. That is not allowed. Yeah, and I think that's correct at the end of the day because, you know, the whilst we know that if we create a relationship, people are going to leave us reviews. And one of the things that's absolutely, I am absolutely 100% convinced of, the deeper relationship the less likely someone is going to leave you a negative review and the more likely they are to actually put you forward. But the, um, the, you should never, ever, ever, you know, uh, offer payment for review because that's gaming the system. And as soon as you, you start gaming the system, you know, it makes the whole thing pointless and you're just going to get caught out eventually. I read quite an interesting article on LinkedIn recently um, by a guy called David Hawkins. And he compared, he is, I think he's offering membership to his website or something if you leave a positive review. And he's comparing it to relationships with friends. That if you ask a friend for a lift to the airport, you expect that sometime they're going to ask you for something back in return. If you say yeah to them asking you, you know, do you know what, next time I go to the airport, they can bring me. Is that a bribe? 
And this was what he was trying to put across in his article of what is a bribe and what is not a bribe. And he seemed to firmly believe that by giving away access or membership to his website, it wasn't a bribe, it was a fair value exchange, a non-monetary fair value exchange. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's taking the principle of reciprocity just a little bit too far. I it think. is, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the true reciprocity is you give someone good value in your course and they're going to yeah. reciprocate by leaving you a review. That's the transaction. Mm. And if you try and circumvent that with something else, mm. you know, you, you're just buying reviews. At the end of the day, you're giving them, you know, something else to get a review. You're not actually giving them quality course. You're giving them membership to the website. It would be interesting to see then if Udemy have removed or would be removing reviews on courses where this has been in practice. Yes, so, I, I'm not averse to removing reviews. I know that. Uh, yeah. so. I mean, the, I think the nature of this has changed. I think it's not really. Um, I don't think we can look back in three months ago or six months ago and say, "Well, so and so did this, and therefore, um, you know." They didn't lose them. Like Rob Percival didn't lose any of his reviews, um, but Rob Percival makes a, you know a million dollars uh, a year personally, and makes you to me a million dollars a year. So um, we're not Rob Percival. Let's let's be so honest. True. <laughs> but uh, the rules that they're absolutely. I've had conversations with Udemy internally, multiple conversations, and. Uh, they're clarifying the rules. They absolutely are going to come out and say, you can do this and you can't do this. And these are the consequences. They've never really been clear with the consequences before. Um, and so just avoid all this, this uh, tr these tricks. As Mark has said, provide a good course. And now I personally have no problem asking for a review in an announcement, and it works for me. Now I get, I sent, you know, if I send out, now, my announcement is not just, please leave me a review, and that's the only thing in the announcement. I have a um, full-on, these are the interesting things that happened this week. And, oh, by the way, if you enjoyed the course, it really would help me find more students if, if you would do this for me. And I make it in a, um, hopefully not in a, in a begging way, more of a, uh, this is the nature of online products on Amazon, on Yelp, on anywhere, is if you leave a review, it helps me. So thank you. Um, I like but, your wording there, help me find more students. I right. really like that wording. I actually say, like, uh, help future students find this course is my exact words. So Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll use that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's copyrighted. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, anyways, I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that the rules are, are going to harden. They've got a policy, uh, quality and policy team, what do they call it? Policy and trust. And there's now uh, people at Udemy are entirely responsible for enforcing the rules. It's not just instructor support. It's not just uh, Lindsay. It's now there's a people whose job it is, the police of Udemy um, exist now, and they're getting their act together. And I've seen uh, recent things that have happened. You know, they just came out with this... Um, um, change to the, the pricing structure, right? Yeah. So now they've yeah. reduced, uh, it's a $300. I know exactly which instructor caused this to happen. So, yeah, you know, there's a person out there who started pricing their courses above $400 because the system didn't enforce it, even though they weren't allowed to. 
And now Udemy's come out with a absolute policy, and now no one can price it above $300. One bad apple spoils the bunch, right? And the other thing as well, like with Rob Percival, um, when he did that, there was no rules about that. And that's one of the things that's really important to understand is that he he's grandfathered in in the sense of, you know, what we're finding with Udemy as they're progressing now, they're getting, and this is going to happen. I've seen this happen in every marketplace, you know, online. This always happens. You know, as more and more people come on, as it starts to gain success, they start to get a lot clearer about their policies, their rules, their management, and they sort of have to learn the hard way. They sort of have to learn from their mistakes. So what you're seeing is a lot of people, and I agree with this, you know, when you change a rule and bring out a new rule, it's, it's, I don't think you should retrospectively punish someone because now you've got a rule. I think from that point on, from that day, you know, this is in, in sports now, we are going to uh, enforce this. Mark, uh, I personally what, take that position. What's yes. wrong the um, discussion about rules and stuff like that? What A comment in the stream brought by Richard um, Stubbard has been that there's no, at the moment, no form of redress um, to address a negative review. Um, so basically, if someone can leave you a negative review, it could be unjustified, um, you know, and there's no way you can leave a comment at the moment. There's no form of redress. So I don't know whether Udemy will be changing this in the future or... I personally don't think well, and I'll tell you why. Because I went through, we went through eBay, and we remember we used to be able to reply to reviews. So when someone left us a bad review, we would reply and say, "We're so sorry, you've got a problem. Uh, please send us an email, and we'll make sure we sort that out for you." But what other people would tend to do is they'd reply and say, "You're the biggest idiot this earth has ever seen. You know, how dare you leave me a review?" And that's that's what happens when you allow people to respond. So, you know, a, a review is an imperfect review system is an imperfect way of of you know sometimes um, developing that. But I do think they need to also have a team that can investigate because I know there are some instructors that will use in on the in online world we call it black SEO. So there are people out there that will literally, you can pay them, and they will go and bomb, basically, your competitor's online presence and try and get them punished for breaking Google's rules, even though they've not done anything wrong by creating bad backlinks. And we see that as well on Amazon, that competitors will get loads of bad reviews left. And I think you'd have to work on that so that there's recourse for us to say, well, look, this is a bit suspicious. This guy's got a competing course, and he's just left me a one-star review. Do you think something might be going on here? But at the moment, they don't. But I don't think they'll do the reply. I could be wrong. But watching what eBay did, they removed it because, you know, just the sellers telling the buyers they were idiots wasn't really good for the marketplace. Anyone else well, want to yeah. weigh in on that? Melanie? I do, I do Mark, because as, as um, technology is getting better as far, as far as grasping the sentiment of comments, so... Uh, perhaps if they integrated where we could respond, and if we and if we responded in a antagonistic way, and we said you are a blubbering idiot, hopefully the technology would grab that and say that is not a nice thing to say, and not even have it published. Uh, so there is technology that uh, just like you can go to, uh, you can I forget which program it is or what website it is but you can do a search on twitter 
and Radiant. get the sentiment feeds, the, the sentiment feeds and say, oh, okay, I posted about this topic and the sentiment so far, and they judge that for you. It's like, nobody liked what I said, or everybody liked what I said. So it's a conglomerate. And so if they can integrate that type of uh, thing inside the comments, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Udemy is not a review company. So they're... Um, They've almost got a vested interest in good reviews. I hate to say it, but but they're not overly concerned. If 95% of reviews are five stars, um, they're not actively trying to go, no, let's get more some more one stars in there. That's going to be like they've got an interest that's kind of aligned. They're not entirely aligned with instructors, but they have somewhat alignment in that they want to sell more courses. I think there's going to be an overhaul. I don't know what it's going to look like, um, but I have a feeling that the way that that reviews can be spammed this thing that mark mentioned about people attacking other people um instructors reviewing each other's courses it's happened before where an instructor reviews a competitor's course not stupid because your name is on it as um you know somebody said earlier you're you're putting yourself out there i can see you've reviewed that course one star and you've got a competing course so that's uh, kind of dumbness but um Something will happen, but I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be too soon. They're just dealing with this, uh, the fallout from this redesign, and it's going to take months to sort that out. Yeah, I think I think as well, you know, that the review system at the moment is doing its most basic function, and I don't think you'd be necessarily got the technology in place at the moment or a resource maybe to invest in that, but it is something I'd expect them to see work on long term. Um, but any review system is the same. Like Google local reviews are notoriously bad for this. They're all the same. And, and you, you know, at the end of the day, you've almost got to – they've got to leave it alone because – You've got to allow people to express their opinion, but you've yeah. got to be able to spot the, you know, the, the, the genuinely malicious stuff. And so hopefully Udemy will come out something for that. And we're coming to the end, guys. So I just wanted to quickly scan down and make sure we haven't missed any questions. Have you picked up on anything, Phil? Um, I think we've um, we've covered quite a few questions. Obviously, we didn't get all um, mentioned everyone's comments, but I think we've sort of covered all the um the main sort of topics, if you like. So apologies mm. to anybody if we've uh, missed you now that we're sort of running out of time. But great response. You know, we're getting so much comments in the, in the, um, in the Q&As. It's, it's excellent. Yeah, Andy Morris has got a, a, a tip here. He says, but once a month I send an announcement where I welcome all the new students and then add, and thank you to everyone that has left a review. I truly appreciate that. Oh, one of the things we did touch on earlier, really, really important, and Paula mentioned it at the beginning, when someone leaves you a review, go and say thank you. You know, even if it's a quick thank you, just go and say thank you. Acknowledge that they've uh, done something for you that's going to be a benefit. And like I said, I thank them even if it's a bad one. And yeah. I use that, you know, I just thank them for leaving a review and then ask them. So always respond to every review. I think that's really important. And Donald, Donald Brandt has said, if you leave a review, I will tell everyone you're my friend. <laughs> 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 so that's bordering okay. on the bribery bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's, um, yeah. So, and Gisela says, I asked my participants that I see, uh, that I see have done more than thirty percent of course, what they think of it, and I invite them to leave their comments. Most of the time, they give a review, so she finds it um, a good policy to follow up and speak mm -hmm. to people. I think that's okay uh, when you've got a few courses, but like when Scott just said, when you start getting lots of courses, it's very difficult 
Um, Robin says, I think sometimes people leave bad comments just because they're having a bad day. That's part of it as well. Mm. Um, you know, and so I think this is very sensitive to people. I think the main mm. thing is to come back and uh, I just wanted to, you know, say hi to Eileen, by the way, because mm -hmm. Eileen's here and she's been periscoping or something. So she's been doing that video stuff. She's been playing around with that lately, I've noticed. So she said hi. She's a little bit late because she was singing. And I wanted to say hi to and Eileen. And Sheila's kind well. of late coming in as well. So she's here too. Yeah, yeah, so if you get to the end, uh, thanks guys for coming. Yeah. So I All think... Sorry? All the good stuff was at the beginning, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 yeah, you'll have to watch the replay. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, we've covered a lot of the, the, the basic stuff there, reviews, and just to encourage people, you know, move on isn't the end of the world when you get a bad review. Um, engage with your students, talk to them, you know, create relationship. The ones you have the deepest relationship with, the ones that are going to be leave reviews, that's just the psychology. The ones that most appreciate what you've done and are doing for them. And I think that's a real that's the real thing as well. It's the spirit of helpfulness. And I you know, Scott, you mentioned this earlier that you know, some people when they, they reply in their discussion, yes, no, what, you know, how dare you bother me? You know, when you've got that uh, that attitude, people are not gonna leave your reviews. But when you when you're constantly helping people and seeking to really benefit your students, they will leave a review. So I want to encourage us all to do that. I just want to get some closing uh, thoughts from everyone. We've got a, uh, a good hangout next week, which I want to encourage people to book in for, and that's going to be our Paula, who's on the panel tonight. She's going to be doing a member spotlight, and we're going to be looking at different uh, teaching methods. So that's going to be really, really, really sort of interesting. But I just wanted to give closing thoughts uh, tonight. So I'm going to start with Melanie. What, what, what would you, what would be your closing thoughts? My closing thoughts are uh, to encourage people to to get more advantageous with leaving reviews uh, because that that again helps your own social proof if you are able to leave an opinion on something that matters you are building whichever whatever platform you're on you are building accountability to yourself which is a good thing so if you uh, do want to leave a re review specifically on a Udemy course you should know that it's going to benefit you as well because you will be you know you're going to have your name on a search engine somewhere and it's it's advantageous for both sides interesting thank you melanie paula closing thoughts a few closing thoughts for you um if you want to get good reviews you better make sure you have a good course first of all there's no point in putting up a course that nobody's going to enjoy you need to add value to your course you need to demonstrate to your learners that you actually care don't come across as pushy or desperate when you're asking for reviews Thank your reviewers. And finally, if you've never asked for reviews before, go back through your students, see who's completed the course and start with them. Send them a message saying, look, I know you completed the course so long ago, but do you have time to leave me a quick review? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you. Philomena, closing thoughts? Um, I just think what everyone said so far, I think um, they've wrapped it up lovely. I love those things that Paul's just said, you know, having a good course in the first place. <laughs> that's sort of, you know, really important. And, you know, you win some, you lose some. You know, you're not you're not going to win it every time. So, you know, just don't don't get too upset when inevitably the, the bad review comes. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you remember, Phil, we used to get, like, people... Oh, we would be gutted. <laughs> We used to get feedback on, on eBay and it's like the plate's got a chip on it. And we're like, yeah, it's 300 years old. 
yeah. the description says it's got a chip on it. Yeah. Well, we'd, we'd be so upset. We'd like get, we're like, oh, you know, but eventually it drops off the page. And it that's drops probably, off the page, it disappears. Not, if you get a bad review, just, you know, maybe work hard to get some good reviews, and then that one there drops down the bottom and it averages out. So, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be um, all bad, but it, it does, it hurts. When it it does happens. Hurt, especially when they don't read the description. Yeah. This is a beginner's course. It didn't cover advanced stuff. You get that a lot. <laughs> okay, Scott, closing thoughts. Rob, Robin's left a um, takeaway summary, so I'll leave that for you to... Uh... Okay, yeah, we'll bring that back at the end, Phil. Scott? You know, Paula's, Paula's uh, comments are spot on, so just uh, do what she says. You have to, uh, you know, have a good course. You have to keep... I would say even keep improving your course. Like I, I continue to work on my courses um, long after they've gone live. And, um, you know, be respectful of your students. You were a student once too, and hopefully you still are. So uh, don't abuse them and don't try to uh, beg for reviews every time you send an announcement out. But just, uh, yeah, just be cool. Yeah, thank you, Scott, excellent. Uh, I will put some special offers. I'm gonna ask the panel to send me some special offers and I'm asking us for specific codes just for this video, YouTube video. So um, if you can put that, uh, give me those guys, send me that, and I'll put them in the uh, description for uh, viewers. I wanna thank everybody for watching. We're gonna bring up Rob's takeaways. Have you got them to hand, Phil? Yes, I have. Would you like me to read them? Yes, please. Okay, one, uh, build personality relationship is key. Two, um, um, T-Heads encourages um, engagement. Um, three, social proof is uh, not just SEO, reviews count too. Four, bad reviews are the chance for improvement. Five, um, Tanya review requests, um, ask at the genuine time. And six, engage, engage. So I, I don't know. I was too quite clear on the two there, the second point. Talking um, heads. Talking, oh, talking heads. heads. Thank you. <laughs> <Team> heads. <so. laughs> uh, yeah. To so read number two for us again, Phil. Okay. Talking heads encourages engagement. So yes. Excellent. So thank you. Thank you, Rob, as usual, for supplying that. We've got Rob. You've got to come on this show because you've been contributing so much in the stream for so many of these shows now. Absolutely. Uh, this is an open Five invite. Five stars to Rob. Yeah. Yeah, five-star review, Rob. If you, if you had a course, we'd all go over there and leave one now. Um, no, we wouldn't. Because <laughs> that would be naughty. We wouldn't do that. Okay, so um, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. And I hope you can uh, join us for next week when Paula will be back and we'll be talking about different uh, instructional and learning styles, which is going to be really, really fascinating. So uh, thank you, guys, and we'll catch up with you again soon.